This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 39, Gratitude Builds Fortitude, with guest Holly Bertoni, with your hosts, Heather Stables and Leah Davidson. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching to help you face change and adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are your hosts, Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and we are certified life coaches and speech-language pathologists. We will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, and welcome, Holly. We are so excited to have you here today. Why don't you take a few minutes just to tell us briefly about yourself? So far, I can tell people that you are the founder of Pink Fortitude. And why don't you give us a little bit more of a background of yourself? Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And I'm super excited to connect with all of your listeners. So, But yeah, I'm Holly Bertone. I'm the founder of Pink Fortitude, pinkfortitude.com and fortitude.academy. And I'm a breast cancer and autoimmune survivor. And I help women view their chronic illness as a gift and unwrap resilience using a proven method to build fortitude with gratitude. And when I'm not doing the gratitude thing, I've got a puppy <laughs> is the love of my life these days. And uh, my husband's a retired Green Beret. And I have an 18 year old man child stepchild. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you got your hands full. Well, you had us at your puppy is the love of your life. (laughs) You're in great company here. Yep. That's right. I always say that my dog is my favorite child. Yes. (laughs) But don't tell my children that. Although I I think they may know that. (laughs) Well, we're, we're getting ready to be empty nesters and yeah, our, our son knows that he's being replaced and he's actually okay with that. He's ready to go be an adult. So (laughs) that's right. He's, he's ready to pass the baton to your dog. You take over, you deal with them. Yes. Well, I want to get a little bit more about your background because you said that, you know, you mentioned a breast cancer survivor and auto autoimmune survivor. So tell me a little bit about your backstory about some of these health challenges that you've experienced in your life. Oh, sure. So let's actually back up to the day before everything happened, which was okay. the day before my 39th birthday. And that was the day up until that point that I lived what they, you know, kind of say was the perfect life. I had risen to a very successful uh, career. I was the chief of staff for one of those three-letter government agencies that they make TV shows about and had an amazing career, traveled all over the world. I was living in sin with my boyfriend and, you know, drinking margaritas with my girlfriends. And yeah, I mean, life was just perfect. And on my 39th birthday, I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. And yeah, in fact, I just celebrated my 11th Survivorversary. So um, yeah, thank you. And I said from the beginning that most girls get, you know, flowers or earrings on their birthday. And, you know, my gift was breast cancer. I use humor for pretty much everything. And I just kind of started with that. And we'll put a pin on that and and come back to that later. But then two days later, my boyfriend proposed. And yeah, it was, you have breast cancer and will you marry me? And it was crazy from there. I had um, surgery, chemo, radiation. 
We got married 10 days after treatment ended. And I inherited a, at the time, seven-year-old stepson. So it was, yeah, it was just a diagnosis and an instant husband and an instant child and a crazy life. And then I never recovered. And I just kept pushing the doctors for answers. So before all of this had happened, I was... I was racing Xterras and and triathlons and mountain biking and rock climbing. And all of the women in support group, they were out running these 5K pink ribbon races. And I'm like, I can't get out of bed. So something was wrong. And finally, a year later, was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease, basically a very sluggish thyroid. So fatigue and weight gain were two of the best symptoms. Yes. (laughs) Hashtag best symptoms ever said no one. (laughs) Yeah. So that's been my life for the last 10, 11 years. Wow. Well, that seems like a lot. You're right. You know, it's not the birthday surprise that you wanted to have. And then to go through all that experience all that and then to sort of walk right into another challenge of having to deal with having autoimmune. Tell me, what were some of the take-home? Were there any lessons? Were there any things that you learned from these experiences? Yes. In fact, fortitude became my new life mantra. And that actually began in utero because my mother, when she was pregnant with me, was diagnosed with Addison's disease which is a very rare autoimmune condition. And, you know, these days with the internet, it's still a very rare autoimmune condition. Imagine 50 years ago, right? The doctors didn't know what to do. They basically said you may or may not give birth. You may or may not live another year. Like they had no idea. So growing up her entire life, she kept saying it builds fortitude. It builds fortitude. Mm -hmm. And when I had my health challenges, I'm like, oh, that's what she meant, that these health challenges build fortitude. And that's what I hung my hat on, that this was my chance to really find out what that fortitude thing means. And yeah, just took it from there. Now, I know often when I look at things that have happened to me in my life, I'm able to look back at things and say, oh, it builds fortitude. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I went through a divorce and I can say that, oh, that really helped me build fortitude. Did you feel that way during The experience, were you saying to yourself, like every time you hit, you know, another road bump, well, don't worry, this is building fortitude. Like, were you able to have that perspective during it? So for about the first month after uh, my cancer diagnosis, for about the first month, it was just a lot of Mm boo-hoos and going through that whole cycle of, you know, the, the denial and the anger and all of the stages of grief that you kind of go through with that type of diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But then I just had this piece kind of fall on me and I just knew that this was all happening for a reason. And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that everything was happening for a reason. And then at the Hashimoto's diagnosis, it was kind of like, and I don't mean to belittle the diagnosis because trust me, this was the one that just you know, kept on giving every single day, but having gone through what I went through with cancer and chemo and being bald on my wedding day, I mean, everything, when I got the Hashimoto's diagnosis, it was like, okay, give me my meds and let me get better. Right. I didn't know (laughs) the journey ahead Mm -hmm. and how, you know, the debilitating fatigue would just take me down. But yeah, you know, at some point, you know, after that month, 
I don't know. I just said, okay, I've got this fortitude thing. And I learned every single day a little bit more about what it meant. Mm -hmm. So was there anything else in addition to having, you know, you had your, your mother's, you know, words in your mind, you had her example, were there other things that you were able to turn to? Like, what was your support system like during this time that helped you get through these two diagnoses? So I'm a Christian and, you know, so my faith in God, obviously very important. My family, my, you know, my husband, my stepson, he would sit with me on the couch and we'd watch SpongeBob and he'd say, stepmom, SpongeBob makes everything better. You know, I mean, just (laughs) adorable, you know, my, my parents, my extended family, just everyone was super supportive, you know, my friends, everyone at work. But the other thing, too, is that I kind of came back to this whole piece and this whole like, this is all happening for a reason. And I kind of kept I talked about it being a gift. And I kind of kept going back to that joke of, ha ha, I got breast cancer on my birthday. Who who does that happen to? Right. Me, you know, and at one point it just was like it was like the what do you call it? The face palm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like the hand on your forehead, like, duh, Holly, this is a gift. And I was like, okay, so what does that mean, right? And it was starting to kind of unwrap what that actually meant. And, you know, and again, this is through a journey of years. This isn't overnight. This is is a journey. This is a very long journey through a lot of ups and downs and a lot of health challenges and days when I couldn't get out of bed and, you know, just a lot of different things. And over time, I learned that that missing piece, that, that it was actually gratitude, And that gratitude builds fortitude. Now, my mother never said it that way, but the way that she lived her life, that was what she was. That was that piece. That was that missing piece. And when I started to learn about gratitude and kind of viewing everything as a gift and building fortitude and putting it all together, that gratitude builds fortitude. And I was like, it was like the skies opened up and angels started singing and It's one of those where it doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't take away the hard days. It doesn't take away the tears, but it puts everything in a very different perspective. And, you know, instead of waking up every day in that place of fear and anxiety and overwhelm and stress and feeling like a failure at life because I can't get out of bed, I wake up every day with a song in my heart and excited to go do whatever it is that I can do that day. That's awesome. Wow. So inspirational. Mm-hmm. Now, can you give us a little bit of background on the science behind gratitude? Oh, absolutely. I love getting into the science. Me too. Yes. There have been a lot of different studies on the science of gratitude. First of all, gratitude and negative emotions cannot live in the same place in your brain at the same time. So even if it's just for that brief moment in time, gratitude will always roll over those negative emotions. Psychology Today did a really big study and they showed that there are seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. And I think these are really important to share and especially the last one. And then I'm just going to run through real quick and then share a couple other quick studies. Gratitude opens the door to relationships. It improves physical health. It enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Helps you to sleep better. Holla! Improved (laughs) self-esteem, improved psychological health, and it increases mental strength, which is what I call fortitude. The other really cool studies 
there were actually four and they looked at gratitude and PTSD. And what's interesting about this is that they looked at PTSD as a collective. So they looked at survivors of 9-11. They looked at Vietnam vets. They looked at survivors of the Indonesian earthquake. And they looked at a school shooting in Seattle. So four different studies, four different times from 2003 to 2017. And incidents that had happened recently and obviously many, many years ago. But what was interesting with these four studies that they all resulted in the same findings, and that is that gratitude increased resilience and decreased the effects of PTSD. Mm. And what's interestingly as, you know, because these are a collective, it's not just one person feeling this, you know, obviously you know, gratitude right. will help that one person. But I mean, they were looking at a collective of people. Who and have gone not just through the same situation. Like right. they were looking at a collective of people who had gone through these various experiences that were, yes. you know, all traumatizing, we would yes. say, but all different. Yes, yes. And you know, and I think I look at these these four studies and think of what we've been through in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, and how we as a collective, as the entire earth the entire planet has gone through this as a collective and you know how gratitude can you know really help us to you know build that emotional strength and build that resilience and build that fortitude Hmm. thank you so much for sharing that um can you tell us a little bit about how you started your gratitude practice so um, I'll I'll share it and then I actually have a kind of a funny story if that's okay Great. to share too. Yeah, for sure. Of course. You know, I started I think where everyone else starts and that's the, you know, I'm going to name three things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um and and I started out in the morning and I started that at night. And just as kind of an aside, I think what's really important to to do that at night is your brain receives the last thing that you kind of imprint at at the end of the day and that's what you sleep on so if you're watching the negative news that's what's going to be imprinted on your brain all night if Mm -hmm. your last thing is to go through your gratitudes that's what's going to be imprinted on your brain all night so you know when they talk about gratitude helping you to sleep better that's that's you know Mm -hmm. part part of the reason why Um, but I just I started with that list and then it became so much more and we can get into that for a second in in a second but I, it, you know, it's one of those, I started studying Robert, Dr. Robert Emmons is the, literally the world's premier expert on, on gratitude. And I started reading books and I started deepening my practice, but I didn't really see the results or I didn't, how, how do I say this? I didn't know there were results until this incident. My husband and I were driving um, on a road trip out West and we had called, we were literally in the middle of nowhere, like somewhere in Kansas. And we had, um, I had called ahead to get the hotel reservation. We get there, it was seven o'clock at night. We had already been driving at least 12 hours that day. There wasn't another hotel for at least an hour. And we waited like 15 minutes just for the manager to, to show up. And there weren't any rooms. And when he finally took us to the room, the air, it was the only room that was ready. The air conditioner was broken. And it wasn't just a broken air conditioner. It was one of those air conditioning broken, leaking all over the floor. <laughs> so it's like you're walking on the floor. It's like squish, 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 oh. squish, right? Yes. And so we're like, okay, can we just take a shower? We look, there's no towel. So I go down 
and my husband goes with me because he's just like he's ready to see you know holly bertone going total exorcist on this manager like split <laughs> piece soup coming out of my mouth I was that person that customer service, poor customer service just triggered me. Like nothing good came out of my mouth when poor customer service happened. So he was ready. Like he came down just for entertainment value at that point. (laughs) And when the manager was like, I don't have any towels. I don't have any clean towels. Like, I guess like what had happened, the staff, there was some kind of mutiny in the hotel and all the staff left and he's just trying to do what he can with what what he has. So he's like looking around and he gives us like one little washcloth. <laughs> That's it. He's like, this is all I have. And I just looked at him. I was like, thank you. We'll make it work. Thank you for giving us a roof over our head tonight. You know, we're just really grateful and we hope you have a better day tomorrow. And we walk away and my husband's like, wait, where are you? And you know, what happened to my wife? Why like, did you just say? <laughs> right. Like he was, he was ready for the show. He was getting out the popcorn. And it was in that moment. I'm like, Wow. Like that's gratitude. That's the power of gratitude. Gratitude at work. Yes. And it wasn't just my peace of mind, not getting spun up and being in a very different place, but also giving that gift to that manager that he had an absolutely horrible day, everyone yelling and screaming at him. And he actually had someone be nice to him and, you know, a gift to him that then he can give to that next person. Well, so, so much compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really the eye opening for me that I was like, wow, this works. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. So aside from doing the, you know, the, the writing three things down, it's something that I know that Heather and I, we've talked about that in some of our videos that we have done over at our H&L Life Coaching page. The idea of not even just writing down three things, but writing down why we're grateful for yes. those three things. Because yes. sometimes it can get kind of almost like common, like we're just, I'm grateful for this, grateful for that, but Mm -hmm. really stopping and pausing to, you know, take it in. Like, why am I really grateful for that? Why am I to really appreciate it? But are there other things? What, what else do you do for your gratitude practice that you can suggest for our listeners? If they want to up their levels of gratitude to improve their life. Right. Right. Yeah. And like I said, you got to start somewhere and it's not an on off switch. It's not like you're going to you know, say three things that you're grateful for and then all of a sudden be this like happy person, right? Yeah. You know, and the other thing too, it's like gratitude is you differentiate between you got to feel the feels when you have these emotions, when you go through the negative stuff, like you got to feel the feels that's very normal and very healthy. Mm-hmm. Gratitude just puts you in a different place to get you through it. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I also kind of acknowledge that. You know, but you got to start somewhere. And I always say, I mean, and the list sounds so trite sometimes, but you got to start somewhere. But yeah, like you said, just really think about the why and then also going deep. So even if it's one thing, going really deep into the, the who, what, where, why, when, and how. Also, I also say to start your gratitude from within. So, you know, just like they say with you put your oxygen mask on first Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you do with gratitude is that you start from within and especially as women, you know, I know guilty as charged. Oftentimes the way that we talk to ourselves is not so good and, you know, really talk to yourself in that place of gratitude that you would to basically, I would say either a member of the clergy, a grandparent or a baby 
right? You would never say anything negative to them. You would always speak to them in a place of respect and high value. And that's how you should speak to yourself and speak to yourself in that kind of gratitude. And I always say to start there first and then really fill yourself up with gratitude so that ripple effect can go without. Yeah, I like that. I always start with internal three things about myself and then go external. I was going to ask you what your gratitude practice was, Heather. What do you, what do you do on a daily basis? Yeah. Before I, um, I was going to say before I open my eyes, but no, (laughs) impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as I like wake up in the morning before I get out of bed, I think three things about myself internal. And that sort of sets the tone. I don't write it down. I'm not formal like that. But then before I go to bed, it's three external. So that's how my practice works. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So so those are great ways to deepen that gratitude practice. Yeah. And and the end goal, honestly, it's you want to go from where gratitude is something you do to gratitude is who you are. And it's not a destination, but you'll know when you actually feel it in your entire body. That's like the gratitude gold star. I love it. The other thing I find the benefit of having more of a practice that's a bit regular, um, like you said, Heather, you don't necessarily write it down, although lots of people, you can write it down or just think it, but it's knowing that you're going to do it at the end of the day. And I find myself then looking throughout the day of yes. what what am I going to be thinking about tonight for my gratitude yes. and searching out those moments to be grateful for. And then when I come across something, you know, really stopping and pondering. And I always have this expression. I used to use it with my kids a lot. Like my heart takes a picture. Mm-hmm. And that's like this moment where I really want to remember. I want to savor it. I want to deepen it. I want to be grateful for it because this is a moment that I'm going to be thinking about later on during the day as this is something that I was grateful for. So I love that internal, external, doesn't have to be formal, although you can, but it it helps you live your life in a different way. Yeah, it really does. And it's, you know, it really, it's, it's the reticular activating system. I mean, it's, it's like everything that you focus on, that's where your focus is, right? Right. So, you know, if you focus on the negative in life, then that's all you're going to see. If you focus on the gratitude and things that you're grateful for, that's all you're going to see, or that's more of what you're going to see. So, yeah. And it's a choice. It's a choice of what you choose to focus on and your brain will go find all the evidence that it wants to find for the good or for the bad. Um, Yeah. So that's a great challenge for, for everybody. What are you focusing on? If you're focusing on gratitude, you will start to notice there's a lot more things that you can be grateful for in your life. Well, that is awesome. And I know that, Holly, the reason that you and I connected is because you are doing a Gratitude Builds Fortitude Summit. And I had the honor of being one of the people that you interviewed. And we talked all about moving from resistance to resilience and how to build more resilience in life and raising resilient kids and all those things. So I definitely hope people will join us. And I would love for people to hear that interview. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the summit? Why? you're doing it, how people can access it. Give us the details about all that. Oh, sure. So yeah, it's the Gratitude Builds Fortitude Summit. And yeah, we've got actually 30 speakers. It's an all women speaker panel, which I'm super excited about. And every day it's, 
You know, it's really geared towards women with a chronic illness, but honestly, I mean, it's so inspirational. The speakers are so amazing. And, you know, honestly, I think anyone would get a huge amount of value I out totally of it. I totally agree. I was yeah, the topics the are pretty yeah. incredible. I was looking at the lineup of speakers and I, I was thinking to myself, I can definitely see how it will help people who are struggling with some chronic illness. But man, I think it will help anybody. Yeah. It's just, there's so many amazing topics. And the, um, so each day has a theme. I can just run through them real quick. Activate your attitude of gratitude. Eliminate the blocks to true healing and self-worth. Reveal why gratitude is more than mindset. Rediscover your passion for food, family, and fun. And unleash your inner fortitude and resilience. So yeah, it's a great lineup. And I'm so glad that you're a part of it. Yeah, I was very excited. I know um, I'm really looking forward to it. So tell us when that takes place and the details about that. Oh, sure. So the free, it's a free summit actually, Mm -hmm. and it begins September 27th. It runs the entire week and then we'll have a free replay weekend um, that weekend. That is awesome. And we will have all the links in our show notes so people can go and sign up. Um, Really encourage people to do that. Even if you can't, I mean, 30 speakers, there's a lot of speakers, but you can pick and choose. I'm sure you will have some great nuggets of wisdom. I just think it's, it's, such an amazing skill for us to learn how to become more grateful, how to build our fortitude, build our resilience. That's what we're all about here too. So we are excited uh, for that summit. Anything else you would like to leave our listeners with any other little nuggets of wisdom or no, that's it. We've covered a lot. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's just truly been my honor. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Very interesting. Where can people find you? Where are you hanging out these days? Oh, sure. You can find me on pinkfortitude.com or fortitude.academy. Awesome. Well, hopefully people will connect and we hope that everybody has a great week and join us at the summit. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you are interested in a little bit of weekly motivation, want to be kept in the know about upcoming free classes and resources, new podcast episodes, and other ways of working with us, please go subscribe to our weekly email. You can subscribe at www.hl-lifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Again, that's www.hl-lifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you again soon.